Team Family Squadron Aloha. <laughs> and mahalo for being here, bitches. <laughs> I am so thankful we're out here. We're here with our guy, Ralph Holding, Golden Door winner. I cannot wait to get into another episode of The Landing Pad. going to be different we had decided for the guy sitting across the table we needed a one of one special so that's why we did it ralph aloha welcome to the, <laughs> he's not even like hawaii he just lived in hawaii for a while dude welcome to the pad how are we doing dude i'm great man i'm happy to be here with you guys this is it's funny like i said nervous coming in yeah no it's vibes i remember dude i remember people were sleeping on ralphie this year i still remember the conversation we had before this i was like watch Time for Ralphie. It's Ralphie's time. Yeah. He's no, going to come out. He's going to make deal. it happen. <laughs> Dude, how, how are you doing? What's new? Living life? Living life, man. Um, yeah, I guess, well, taking the move to Jacksonville now. Yes. So be out there. Do you you, you must do you love Jacksonville? We really liked it. Me and Katie both did. The year I was there. I was actually, the stat that I sent in for you guys, I don't yeah, know if yeah, you read yeah. it, but oh, we'll yeah. We'll go over it. I was, I was there alone for two and a half, three months, something like that, so. It was great. It was good, dude. Yeah. It was better. Yeah, yeah, we love it. <laughs> well, anything closer to that island, yes, warm beach, all that stuff. Jacksonville, oh, beautiful. <laughs> hey, lots of bugs too. So everybody that doesn't know Ralph, you need to know Ralph. So I'm going to go over some of his statistics so you can get better get to know the guy. Uh, rather salty, almost seasoned. Uh, 2018 <laughs> is when you got started with Green X. Uh, 260 accounts, 265, 120k. 2019 Green X. 310, 210K. I see here you're boasting about your very low attrition. This guy sells great accounts. He <laughs> sells great accounts. accounts. 7% yeah. attrition. 2020, Green X again, 315, 210K, uh, seven less weeks because of COVID. So, hey, you still climbing the ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2021, 530 accounts, 350K with sub 10% attrition. 2022, Grit with Aptive, alone in Jacksonville for the first week. Of April to the first week of you're out there for a while by yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess just to clarify the first, I think week and a half, I had like three or four guys with me that came out early, and then I remember them. They, they had, had to, to move, move. Mm-hmm. and because you you got you sent a lease or the job. No, or what it was, was the reason. Uh, Katie was in uh, nail technician school. Yes, out in Jacksonville. Yeah, we'd already paid like the tuition and stuff, so like we were ready to be there for the summer. Yep. So when they said, hey, we should move you guys to like a bigger team, we couldn't because she was in school. So I sense. stayed behind. So you stayed behind, did 376K for Aptive, 14K for Romex, and 10% outside of the grit for 400K. And this last year, you crushed with 500 accounts, 660K. What was your ACV this last year? 
Uh, it was huge. Yeah, it was like over 1,300. Good I hell. Exactly I think that's the least amount of accounts sold for the Golden Door. Was that? I think, I think so. Hit Brannock. Yeah, Brannock, I think it was up there too. But mine was almost, I think for some of the year, it might have been 1,400. Jeez, dude. <clears throat> so as we can see, and, I, and we talked about this a little bit with Dev as well. It's like, dude, I love seeing track records like this because it just shows progression. Yeah. It just shows that like you got better yeah and that's something i definitely take pride in every year i've tried to get better and better whether you know i think the one year that it looks like i did the same thing like i said i did less seven time. less weeks so almost you know a month and a half what what does that look like for you wanting to get better are you just like i oh I, i've done it longer i know i'm better or are you putting more time what does it look like year in and year out to just increase by 20 percent no yeah um yeah, I think this is like one thing that uh, I think at the grit I've been maybe just like misunderstood as far as that goes. Like, yeah. I think now too, like dudes see the long hair. They know I lived in Hawaii for six years or whatever <laughs> from California, the whole thing. Right. And like the first thing that I always hear is like, oh, he's like, just chill. Like, that's like the first. Yes. If you ask most people, like, I think that's the first thing they typically say. I think sometimes chill gets like mixed with lazy maybe yeah you know so like i think that's why like you talk about being slept on and stuff like that like I, yeah i don't like i i don't know if i ever really got that much attention 100%. i've always been in the top 20 though so that's really been like the goal um like even rookie year like i was top 20 at whatever company that i was at um, most people don't know that either uh the want to like get better yeah. and like progress is it has always been there and that's just a life thing like i think i just live my life that way um, just in different things. Like, um, one thing that like some would know about me, maybe not a lot is that I'm a brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah. <laughs> and you don't just like fall and stumble into a brown belt. <laughs> uh, that's one step. Like I'll get my black belt probably in the next couple of years. Is it a real thing? If your hands can be registered as weapons, is that actually a thing or no? I've heard that once you get your black belt, you're supposed to, I don't know. I don't know. If that's a thing, but maybe it's just know. a movie thing, but either way you're, uh, you're aggressive is what you're saying. Well, I, yeah, I just, I like to progress and get better. And, and like in one thing in jujitsu, it's not like in, you know, most other martial arts where you can just show up and get your belts. Like in jujitsu, it's one of those things that you actually do spar at like a hundred percent. So you have to be good. Like you have to like be beating other people to get ranked, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, you have to be getting better. And that's just like one thing in my life, I guess that like I've done where, um, do you actively, are you are you active in jujitsu right now? Uh, I've because of summers and things like that, yeah. I've had to take little breaks and stuff. But yeah, like I I still train like when really? I can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's rad. It's not like getting <clears> your <throat> yellow belt when I was uh, six years old from white <laughs> to yellow. Mm -mm. How long have you been doing jujitsu? Uh, I started in twenty. I want to say twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. Really? So you've actually been doing a while in Hawaii. Yeah, I started in Hawaii. Um, I knew I wanted to. I. I Another little known fact about me, my senior year, actually, I picked up wrestling. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I had never wrestled before. My cousin was a state wrestler, though. Um, but that was probably, like, the beginning of something where I knew if I put my mind to it, I could do it. Because I made the team, not only made the team, but I started in the first match the the over, like, guys that had been wrestling for, like, four or five years. Yeah. Um, But I knew after that that I wanted to, like, get into jiu-jitsu sometime after the mission. So I went and served the mission and then came back and... In college, I was actually walking back from surfing, and there was a house that, like, had an open garage, basically, and I saw guys were doing jujitsu in there. 
So I walked by, literally no shirt on, like barefoot with a surfboard under my arm because I was walking back from a surf session and was like, hey, can I like try? (laughs) And ended up being, um, yeah, like one of the best decisions I've made as far as like having a hobby that I can still go and do and practice and get better at. And it's been a lot of fun. So, Because, yeah, even then, I I would love to know. So getting better, what has that looked like in the door-to-door space? What has that looked like every year? Um, what like, do you mean? Like, like a work ethic standpoint, like what did you change every year to get better? Cause a lot of people do a lot of people, they show up, they finish the summer, dude, they chill, they mm-hmm. show back up, do the exact same thing again over and over and over. And it's yeah. like, you said, like you're increasing every single year by 20, 30, 40, 50%. Like what are you doing in all of these years to get better? Yeah. Um, so I've thought like a decent amount about this because like this is like one of the questions that you get, especially I feel like after you hit a golden door, like guys are like, dude, like what'd you do? What'd you do different? Like, you know, uh, especially like looking at like the rev, um, like last year I did, well, I did 400 K. Um, and we'll talk about like why I did the 400 K. Um, cause technically I just finished, I think, I think the summer I finished at like 376 or something like that. Um, but to answer like the question about like how I've gotten better, there's like, there's a bunch of things I think. Um, one thing though is like telling yourself like, dude, I'm better than I've ever been. Like I should be better. So yeah. like expecting yourself to go and perform. Um, yeah. Um, oh, I had, I had something and I, I totally lost it, but, uh, that's why I brought the notes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you just, so you just feel like it's just like a, like a confidence thing. Like every year I come, every year I should get yeah, better. So yeah. I should be doing better. So goal, hitting goals for me is like so satisfying, right? Uh, the very first year, um, and we'll kind of like, I want to talk about this too. So, um, but like John was my first manager, yeah. um, right? In 2018, uh, watch him hit goals that stretched him um i think like if you've listened to his uh episode he talks about like i think he set out to do like 700 that year and then he ended up doing a thousand because he set himself to do it i didn't really have a goal but at the end of like august i was like dude i could hit 250 which is the company trip which like most rookies weren't making the company trip in 2018 like i think there was maybe like five or six of us that did yeah right but i was like dude that'd be sick to hit that and i was like close like i was pacing to do it i just had to keep pacing uh the goal was ended up being so important to me that I ended up missing the first week of school, actually. Like this is your flying first year, to Hawaii. Your first year. Yeah. So I I like totally missed the first week of school so I could hit the goal, hit it, went back on Saturday, and I was like in my second week of school, like on Monday. Like Sick. it was it was um so like setting myself up from that first year to hit a goal every time. Now, full transparency, I've never like until this year, uh said to myself, like, I wanna hit this this year. It typically comes in around August, whatever I'm pacing to do. I'm like, okay, I'm like pacing to do this. I want to hit this and then I can be done. And then the way that I like to set that goal is like, I like to hit it and then tell myself I can go home. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Rather than like, um, I think a lot like, you know, and I'm hoping to add some like value, not just like talking about principles, but like specific things that guys can do listening to this. So like, please, please. yeah. Um, I think some guys will say like, oh, I'm going to go out from April 1 to October 1, right? Or like at the end of the year, like postseason, they tell themselves like there's not like a rev goal or like a accounts number goal or like whatever. It's mostly like, hey, I'm out here for like another three weeks. Well, what happens to a lot of those guys is they they coast for three weeks until it's three weeks mark and then they go home, right? Yeah, yeah. 
instead of like having like a specific goal where like you're pacing to do this, just like if you're, if at the end of three weeks, you're going to hit about this, might as well set the goal and then try to hit as fast as you can. And then you go home. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's what I've always done. I've always knocked longer than like most reps too. Like, um, me and Ryan were talking about it just barely. And I think I've done over 20 weeks, like most summers. Yeah. Um, where most guys are thinking like, it's like 12 to 15 probably. So yeah, I've done like longer, um, summers and I, um, just to like hit the goal that I'm going for. And then, well, the crazy thing is you, you never look back and like say, damn, I worked another week. Yeah. Right? Like in the moment, no. it's obviously really, really hard. It's like, we just got off with freaking Zach Rose who knocked till November 7th. Right. And it's like, <laughs> but I guarantee, right. The same way that like every, every year you look back and you're like, yeah, I was out there an extra month than everybody else. Dude, I also made an extra $30,000 than everybody right. else did. Right. Zach Rose's case, obviously all the way to November. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it's like, I love that. Cause what happens is if their end dates this and they just finish the big rumble or their big competition. Yeah. Co-season, hundred percent, and it's like, and also well. it's like, it's like if you if you have a if you don't have like a goal you're trying to hit and you're just like staying out to a certain date that you're telling yourself, a lot of times like you have one or two hard days and it's like done. Oh, I'll just go here, <laughs> yeah. Like we'll just call it right, especially once like you start to see a lot of guys around you going home. At the postseason, like I mean, it's it's a struggle if you don't have like a certain goal in mind that motivates you, right? That's another thing too is like if if I always tell my guys like, dude. If you're going to regret going home before hitting this goal, then don't go home and hit the goal, yeah. <laughs> right? But if, like, you go home and for the next six months you're just thinking to yourself, like, dude, how come I, like, why couldn't I hit that? Or, like, oh, I should have stayed out and hit that. Like, I, I wish I would just would have done, you know, whatever. And it looks different for everybody, but um, if you're going to regret it, then just stay and just do it, right? Just get the job done. You won't regret working harder. I yep. agree 100%. <clears throat> Ralphie, something that uh, that at least we had a conversation before the summer. Yeah, I think there was a different element of what call it intensity, call it focused, call it commitment. Sure, kind of walk us through uh, as much as like walk the audience through kind of the nature of like those conversations that we were having in February, March, and kind of like what inspired this this total shift in whether it was hey I'm going to go out and compete or I'm going to go out and I'm going to get this done. Yeah. Like, what was the extra gear? Cause you were always capable. Yeah. But what was the extra gear that you found to, to get the job done? Yeah. And I think, like I said in the beginning, I, I think this is like one of the misconceptions is I think the change, the thing that changed for me this year was getting brave enough to tell other people what I was trying to do. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's a hard thing. Like it actually is. Cause then you're like, I don't know. Goals are tough to set. And, uh, especially like when they're personal, it's like, it's just you. And like, if you like mess up or don't hit whatever you were trying to go do, it's like, no one else knows, but you, <laughs> right. Which like maybe that, and like, I think that's part of the reason why I didn't do this sooner is because I wasn't telling people what I was trying to do. Um, yeah. one thing that like, I think a lot of, or at least like over the six years, that was my sixth summer. So over the six years that I've learned is like, dude, you gotta be transparent and, and the more you tell people what you're trying to do, the more people will reach out and try to help you. Right. Yeah. We're like a lot of like the first five years, I think like I just wasn't asking for like enough help. Like, I think a lot of guys just kind of thought not only was it like chill or whatever, but I, I also like, I took a lot of pride in being a rep that just like didn't, um, need a whole lot of attention. Super low maintenance, super low maintenance, high performer. Like that was kind of what I was known as. Right. But like, I think the thing that really did motivate me this year to do it was the question of if I wanted to be great or not. 
I've always wanted to be great. I've always known that about myself. I've always known, like, yeah, I want to go do big things. But, like, other people questioning, like, ah, does he want it? I don't know what Ralphie wants to do this year. I don't know what yeah. he, you know what I mean? Like, that whole question. And that was, like, fire. It was, like, bro, like, and, and, and I think that's why, like, I think, like, a lot of guys just don't understand or maybe just know me, like, what I'm, what I, like, would like to do, right? Um, but, like, yeah, I think I think that was probably the biggest motivation was like people questioning my like what I was trying to do like if I was trying to get are. better, yeah, or if I was trying to progress or just do the same thing every year because like I don't think a lot of guys realized either that like I've made significant jumps every year, right? Dude, what's crazy about this job too? It's like it, it always is like the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah, but but even in that point, like. You were just you were just doing your thing. It's not like you sucked, dude. You were no. doing four hundred k a year, but you yeah. were solo in maintenance. That if and if nobody asks for help or like asks for advice or anything, everyone looks at four hundred k and they're like, "Oh, that guy's fine." Yeah, he's fine. no one hundred percent. I actually think that's what the grit is the worst at. Like if I'm just putting it out there, I think that we are really really bad at recognizing and like reaching out to the reps that are between like the two and the four hundred k. Yeah, why? Because we think, oh, they're happy. Oh, they're happy. They're good. They're hitting. They're probably hitting their goals. They're not expressing that they want to do anything more. And then we're really good at getting the people, you know, 100K to 200K. And then the recognition for the top guys is just, it is what it is. Right. Dude, I think, Ralph, what you said, I think so many people resonate with the fact that, like, oh, I do 250, but I don't get any attention. Yeah. Well, dude, because, like, if you want attention, dude, we want, we're there. Yeah. I think Easton and Calvin and Drew and all these guys, Parker, they're ready to put that time with those people. 100%. As long as they understand, like, oh, you want more. Like, I remember me and you sat down. I was like, I thought you were, like, just good. Yeah. But I, like, I was like, oh, no. Like, oh, like, he's still hungry. Like, like, <laughs> like, when we sat down, you're like, oh, no, dude. Like, I'm, like, pissed off. Like, people think that I'm just, like, chill and lazy. I was like, yeah, I know you're chill, but, like, I don't know what you want. You're like, no, dude, like, watch me. Yeah. And, like, it was such a leap. But then it's, like, the whole summer in my top 10, I was like, dude, watch. Watch Ralphie. Yeah. This one's out of left field because he's so quote unquote chill. chill. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, you went out and you were just crushing it. But I love that you're like, yeah, I probably got a lot more like attention and hype because, dude, you put yourself, you, you kind of put yourself against the, you know, against the wall. And it's like, oh, this is what I'm doing. Like, and it's scary. Yeah. It's probably way scary announcing. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm yeah. Well, it. telling you, yeah, telling you guys, like, I mean, you know, 100% scary. Yes. But, it was a good pressure and like, and I want to like, I'll touch on that too. Um, please as the, as the podcast goes on, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's like a lot of things that I've learned. And one of those is that though, like, um, I have some notes on like asking for help. I just remember like my manager, my first year just telling me telling, or even and, and like, he didn't do this on purpose, but he's basically like venting of like, this guy asked for so much help or like, this guy is always complaining about area or this guy, this guy, that. Right. And I like wanted to be known as the guy that like, dude, I don't complain. I work hard. I sell a lot of accounts, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and like does, and like to your point, I don't think it's a grit thing. I think it's an industry thing. Like whenever you have like, whenever you're rewarding high performance, like, those are the guys that get the most attention. It's not yeah. so much like the low maintenance guys that get like the most attention, right? Unless they're low maintenance and they're just ripping, which, <laughs> which are freaks, which right? Those chill. are freaks. <laughs> but like, I think, yeah, like, um, once I started t like vocalizing, like, hey, this is what I want to do. Like, this is what I'm looking to do. Uh, I was, you could say my eyes were open. <laughs> yeah. To like a lot of the top level guys, they're the guys that ask for the most help. Yes. Right. They're the guys that are like, dude, uh, like, 
hey, how do I draw this like area this way or like this? And they're not just like trying to figure it out on themselves. I think there's like definitely value to figuring out most of it by yourself. But once like you get to a point where like, like, dude, when I first started, there was zero training. Like yeah. my first pitch was to someone live on their doorstep ever. Like I never tried, right? <laughs> to like try to pitch someone like, just cause I did, that wasn't like a thing back then, right? And I think my first three years after my last pitch of the summer, my next first pitch wasn't until the next year on someone's doorstep. <laughs> and yet you don't level that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so like what I'm trying to say is like, I don't want to say I got there 100% by myself, but I do think like a lot of it, I just tried to like do it by myself. And I think if I would have asked more questions and reached out earlier of like, hey, like I want to do this. I want to be great. I want to do this. I think I would have leveled up faster. And, and that's why I think you had literally almost a 50% increase from yeah. this last year yeah. where it's like, yeah, anybody listening, dude, ask for the help. If yeah. you need, if like, if you want to level up, dude, make it known that you're ready to level up. Yeah. And I promise you, your manager is going to be there to help you. And if he's not come onto the grit and, uh, it's like, up. that's the only, no, yeah, 100%. if we're speaking about it, like actually viewing it of what it is, that's the purpose of summer sales companies. Otherwise we would all just be solo contracting with local pest control companies without teams. Like <laughs> yeah. literally the point of all of these, <laughs> the grid or you fill in the blank with the competitor is it's let's provide the environment. Let's provide resources. Let's provide tools. Let's provide culture. Let's provide incentives. Like let's provide structure to this amazing opportunity, which is selling a service like pest control door to door. And so the, just talking about it like this, I don't think we've ever talked about no. asking for help and doing like on the landing pad or really even or just voicing what you want to your leaders. Like that was my biggest mistake. I just don't yes. think I ever voiced, Hey, this is what I want. Cause like even with recruiting. So because I came up at the time that I did, there just wasn't enough, there just wasn't systems for recruiting or selling. Right. Like the training was literally all on my own until we started getting better and better training. And that's how, you know, we have 37 golden doors now because yeah, yeah. the training is so good now. Um, but, and it's night and day, the resources that you have now, like I probably had some of those resources when I first started knocking, but most of it was like totally wild west. Like you're on your own, like, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like now that we have the resources that we have, and I promise you that they're there, you just have to vocalize that you want them. Yes. <laughs> Instead of like, I have a note right here that says, um, like one thing that I've learned over the six years is like resources are there, use them. Don't wait for someone else to bring them to you. Like that. Yes. And I think that's what a lot of guys do. A lot of guys think like, Oh, I do 400 K. So like there's going to be guys reaching out to me. Like I finally have the attention maybe. Right. And so like, hopefully dudes reach out to me and like, I can level up that way. But like, that's not how it works. Like everyone wants to help you if you want the help. Right. Yeah. And you just have to like tell people that you want that help and, and yeah, I mean, cause that's, that's just the thing. It's like, dude, you want to help your people, but if you just think they're good, yeah, then it's like, oh, he crushed it. Right. Oh, Ralph did 400 K this summer. He crushed it. Right. Like, I'm sure he's ready to go for next year. Yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? But until you're like, no, like, let's do this. Like Garth, watch me this year. Like support me, like hold, like hold me accountable. Let's do this. Yep. And then with everybody you told that, yeah, you went out and did a golden door the first time you were like, actually like. Hey, hey that's what in. I want to do. Yeah. Which is sick, yeah. dude. Yeah. Thank rad. you. Thank you. Well, dude, I am. Uh, I'm just curious. I know you have a couple notes down. Yeah. We are getting close to the end, but I don't want you to miss out on any of the things that you or would love the people to hear. Yeah. What is like a message? Then we'll ask you obviously the final question, but what's like a message that if you had five minutes with a rep, that a message with your six years of knowledge, knowing this, that you would want that person to know. 
Yeah, so I have some like actionable items that I think I've done um, at a high level. And then once I asked for the help that I needed from my uppers, like help me get even further. A um, couple unpopular opinions, maybe. Please. <laughs> ruffles and feathers. The first thing is uh, most guys, we need to have a like a healthy relationship with the doors, right? If you find yourself sitting in your car and you want to be out there, but you can't get out there, like, dude, there's something wrong. You're doing it wrong. This job should be fun. Yeah. It should be fun. Or you need to make it fun. My summers, 2018, 2019, I, like, I mean, I grinded, like, way hard, right? But And at the end of the year, I remember feeling, like, ready to go home. Uh, I read The Happiness Advantage in 2020 yeah, and applied so all the principles to it. Like, I, I really tried that year to, like, apply the principles. Take care of myself and try to be happy. Dude, I was selling more than I'd ever had sold. I was the happiest I'd ever been out on the doors. And I was, so it was like a weird thing of like, dude, a lot of people talk about how hard this job is. Bro, in my opinion, this job isn't hard. Yeah. Like, bro, we're like talking to people riding around on scooters. Yeah, it's chill. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, if you want to go do something hard, like go work cement construction and get paid 15 bucks an hour to go do that. Right. Yeah. Or like, uh, like, you know, and there's a lot of dudes that like go out and do hard things. But I, I just think like, that's another unpopular opinion. The all like the Murphs and the things that like guys will do, right? And not that I'm not saying like there's any like anything wrong with that, but if you're doing that in preparation to like do something hard for the doors, it's a lot more mental than it is. And I think like the more hard like physical things you do, like you just get used to it, right? But the the doors is definitely a mental thing rather than a physical thing, especially now. Like it used to be a little more physical because we'd have to walk like eight to 12 miles. Yeah. But now we're on segways. It's like, dude, the physical aspect just isn't there anymore. Um, but like part of like having uh, like touching on the healthy relationships with the doors, right? You, you have to get really, really good at brushing things off. Um, like bring it back to John Taylor, my very first year would talk about having an interaction with a customer that didn't go his way, not necessarily negative, but just that they told him no, right? He'd walk down the down the sidewalk, kick a bush. That was his thing, kick a bush, and then be done, right? It's done, behind him. On the next door, it's totally different. The, the next door doesn't have anything to do with the door that you just talked to, whether that's a sale or not a sale, right? So get really good at resetting and, and doing that the right way. Um, if you... Here's another unpopular opinion, uh, taking breaks. We don't talk enough about that. If you're in a bad spot mentally, bro, go take a break. Yeah. And the problem now, like there's a balance to everything. What I tell my guys typically to do is like, dude, go set a 20 minute timer, clock out, like watch freaking YouTube or something that's funny that gets you in a good mood, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. But once that timer goes off, then go back out there yeah. because it's a dangerous game, right? Like if you do decide to take a break 20 minutes can turn into three hours <laughs> <laughs> yes 100%. but like if, i just tell my guys like set alarms and do it that way right because like to that point dude right from the happiness advantage and right the like the whole the summary of that book is it's like the arrival fallacy that we've talked about all the time mm -hmm. i'll be happy when yeah and it's like so much that like oh dude i'll be happy at the end of the day when i get five sales it's like no that's that's just not how it works that's yeah. how it works you'll get you won't get to five sales. Why is that? Because you need to be happy first, 
then you'll get to five sales. And especially in this game, all of those points that you just made, whether it's the, you know, the happiness advance, the first part, kicking the bush, because you're going to go bring that same energy to the next house Mm -hmm. and taking a break. If you're not happy on the doors, you don't have the happiness advantage and you're never going to get to the point that you'd be happy. 100%. So I love that book. And that was like my big training on the summer. You've got to be happy. Figure out a way to be happy first, then go knock. Yeah. And like a lot of guys think like, oh, I should like push through this. Dude, there's a lot of dogs that do push through it, but at the end of the summer, dude, they're burnt, dude. Yeah. They're so burnt. Uh, like even some of the golden door guys, like dude, at the end of it, they're, they're saying like they're burnt and all these other things, right? Like, oh dude, so ready to go home. So ready to be done with this. So ready to do this, that, and the other dude, I hit the golden door the next morning. I was knocking at 9am. I did another eight K just, and like, I would have kept going, but I lost my tech. That's actually what happened. So like, I would have just, dude, I was, I was ready to be there. I I was fine, bro. I'm not burnt. You know what I mean? I'm pacing. I knew I was at a healthy pace. I knew like what my limits were and stuff like that. And I'll talk about like, um, a little bit about like leveling up to get to that point. But yeah, like as far as my relationship with the doors, like dude, if I'm telling myself, cause I, I'm a huge believer in the body will do what the mind is telling it. So if you're telling yourself like, dude, this job is way hard, dude, your body's going to think it's way hard to shut down. Yeah. But if you're telling yourself like, no, dude, I can do this. Like, this isn't that hard. Dude, it just like, won't be like, I, I believe that. Right. And at least for me, like, that's how it's gone. And that's why like, dude, this is summer number six and I'm not like looking to do anything else right now. Like, I'm sure I won't knock forever, but but it's easy. Dude, if I had it's to knock 10 money. years, I'm not afraid to knock in 10 years. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think it's easy. Bro, like, there's so many guys that are my age that don't, like, I've been way blessed in investing in, dude, venture capital deals, real estate. I have my own house that I'm now going to go Airbnb. Uh, like, there's a lot of, like, financial, like, fun things that I've been able to do. Tons of trips, dude. Like, so many trips. Uh um, you know, it's really, yeah, like you made great money and like, dude, there's a lot harder jobs that make way less money. Yeah. <laughs> so like for me, it's like changing that mindset. Another mindset shift that you just have to have is like, dude, a lot of guys are like, dude, I have three weeks left. Oh dude, I still have three weeks left. Dude, you have to shift to, dude, I only have three weeks left. Gotta go. You have to go. And even in the days, right. And like taking it day by day is also another thing that's really like healthy, I think. Like the more you think about like, oh, I have another four months of this or like whatever else. It's like, dude, think about today. If you're at the end of the night and you're thinking, or like, you know, six, seven o'clock and you're like, dude, I still have three hours or like, it's until my car partner comes and gets me or like whatever else, dude, you have to shift to, oh, dude, I only have three hours to get as many deals as I possibly can. Right. And then you just, you knock more urgently. You enjoy it more like, because your thought process isn't so negative. It's positive. Yeah. Right. So those little tricks of like mentally, like being able to stay in it. Dude, like I said, I hit the 650 and the next morning I was out my nine and it wasn't a grind. It was like, it's still fun. Like I'm, I'm fine. You know, like being out there it's just and healthy. doing that. Yeah. It's yeah. Just healthy. It, it, you have to have a healthy relationship. Um, and that's, everyone's a little bit different, right? Like talking about like goal setting, like a lot of guys are like, oh, are you counting? Like you talk about like Zach Seeger who like that was down to per day, how much I need to do. That's a, for me anyways. Um, I think that works for some guys. I think for other guys that might not. Uh, what I mean by that is like, dude, if you count the days of like revenue you have to do, and let's say you have a bad day, which happens to everybody. Yeah. Spooky. One way unhealthy thing that I'm like way against is dude, a lot of guys will struggle one day and then the next day they think they have to go PR so they can like make up for it. Like, Oh, I'm going to go try to PR tomorrow. Well, dude, here's the problem with that thought process. How many days do you PR in the summer? Like maybe three, maybe like two or three times that you actually PR dude. 
if you're setting yourself up to from having a bad day to the next day, I have to go PR. Well, dude, if your PR is like, you know, 10K and you end up at seven or eight, dude, you just failed. You set yourself up to lose, right? So dude, way healthier is like knowing that it's going to fluctuate a little bit day to day. But if you put in the same consistent effort, your weeks will get way more consistent. Your, your months will get way more consistent. Right. Um, and like, dude, like everyone has hardships, like, like dude, the first month, I mean, Garthy knows better than anyone out in New York. Like dude, we had so many yeah. issues with, uh, like logistics. Yeah. Everything. everything, dude. I did. Um, dude, I think I did like 50 accounts the first month. Uh, dude, I think it was like 65 K or something like that. I did my first, like my whole month, four weeks. Right. Um, and like a lot of guys, I, I think I've just gotten really good at like, dude, it's okay. Like what's the next, what's the next day, like next day, next day. And then eventually like, dude, everything started to work out and click and the weather warmed up. We got more bugs, all the different things. Right. And it was easier to sell. And and then you just start pacing and you just keep the pace. Um, but like, don't like, I don't know. There's like this, there's this balance of like pushing yourself, but also like not putting too much pressure on yourself so that you're having a bad time out there. <laughs> it's just so true, dude. It's just like your mentality. Like we just don't like so much of it. It is just a marathon and you yeah. got to treat it like a marathon. If you try to sprint or you don't think you're going to make it in time, like dude, there's no, there's no end time. You just get the job done. And I think if you're just in a healthy, happy place, yeah. Dude, it just, it makes the job way easier. Yeah. And so do what works for you. Like as far as stretching yourself, as far as setting goals go, like, dude, if the counting thing doesn't work, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like it doesn't, what does work for me is dude, go get one more, dude, go get one more, go get one more until that up. And dude, it does. Um, and I think there's this weird phenomenon that we all go through, which is like, uh, you get better and better at selling and closing deals. And once you see a lot of deals close, your skill set is way better. And all of a sudden you don't have to put as much effort towards performance, towards performing is yep. what I mean. Yep, yep, yep. So like there's a switch from Adam and door to door where like, dude, like you, you might, you're getting better, but you're like, you know, you can do that in less time. So like maybe that's why you're sitting in your car because you know you can go and do whatever it is, right? So like one thing that I think uh, there was two like, like little phrases that we used to say on the team this year. One was like show off. Like, dude, if you start out hot that day, like one thing that I did do differently this year was like, I was used to selling four to like maybe six or seven accounts, right? Uh, every day, like, especially like from years past. So like once I did get in, once you hit that, like kind of early, like, let's say you're at five deals by five o'clock or six o'clock, a lot of the top level guys are thinking I'm finishing at 10 or I'm finishing at 15. Like I gotta, I don't have enough time. Like I gotta keep going. Um, that's good. Uh, because I think what happens a lot of times is like we get to that, like whatever your sweet spot is like, oh, I typically do about four a day. You get to like that four a day and it's not that you stop working, but you just start coasting Yeah. through the rest of the day. And so one thing that did change for me this year was like, I stopped, like I, I started to like, no, I got to get one more, one more. And then all of a sudden, like you're doing seven to 10 every day and that's like your new. And that's adds up. Yeah. Know? And then that's like your new like threshold of like coasting. I think that's always kind of there, which is why everyone gets better and better every single year. Yeah. It's like you do just get used to doing what you're doing. Right. And so if you don't let yourself like PR, if you don't like try to show off a couple days, like you just don't know what that could what look you, what like. New yeah. Level is. Yeah. Exactly. What the new level is. Exactly. No. And East, dude, I want you to, cause this goes right into the last question. Cause I want, I want to hear Ralphie showing off, pushing it to the limit. Actually, I'll just ask the question. Yeah. To, to finalize this with you, what is grit 
to you? Yeah. Uh, dude, grit isn't like results, right? Grit's not results. Grit is taking a task that like you've never done before and figuring out a way to do it and also enjoy it. Right. Um, yeah, I, if I had to put, I, if I had to put it that way, I think I would like a lot of people think grit is like, Oh dude, that kid's so gritty. Like, dude, like he did this much or he did that or like whatever else. Right. Um, dude, like I think, uh, something way gritty <laughs> is like, dude, like having like the odds stacked against you or people not like, you know, maybe doubting you or like whatever else and whatever that like may, maybe compared to like other people, it's like a lower number that you end up at. Like, dude, whatever your personal, like it's a personal thing. I think gray is like a personal thing where it's like, yeah, you, you have to, you're, you're doing a task that like you wouldn't have maybe done like comfortably. Right. And figuring out how to enjoy that. Yeah. I love that. I, I love, love it. An uncommon king. <laughs> Ralphie. I, you've, been, been, you've been sitting on that for uh, a couple minutes. Oh, about a half hour. Oh, <laughs> about a half hour. No, Ralphie, I, I, I absolutely, totally, a million percent enjoy working with you. Dude, there's so few people like Ralphie. In mm. fact, no one I've ever met. So we're so grateful to have, have, to have had him on the pad. Anything to add, fellas? No. Hey. Hey, thanks Keep so doing much. You, Ralphie. Thank you so much. As for this episode of the landing pad, we out.